Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your healthy radio addiction starts now. Hot shit, hot shit. Here it comes. And welcome to Motorcycle Madhouse. Look at who I got as a co-host today. We got China Dow up in here. And I figured I'd bring on a co-host. Uh, liven things up because it gets quite boring with just me sometimes. And after uh, yesterday with the... Can you believe the freaking snowed here, man? Yeah, but if you look outside, it's gone. Well, I told you it would melt, but it was like really bad. How much snow did you have on your car yesterday? I had about six inches of snow buried up on top of my car when I had to leave work. <laughs> took me 15 minutes to make a hot mess in the parking lot at work just to scrape off my car. <laughs> well, it's crazy. As you see, no bandana today, no hat, no none of that stuff, man. I'm just like uh, in casual wear tonight. El Natural. <laughs> well, tonight I wanted to talk about the true nature of the biker lifestyle. A lot of times I cover a lot of club stuff and a lot of the bad stuff that goes along with the biker scene because of the reporting that we do on Insane Throttle Biker News and that crosses over to a lot of the programming we have here on Motorcycle Madhouse, and I'm not saying clubs are bad, but I'm just talking about all the stuff that we have to focus on. On It's always the negative side. Always the negative stuff. So today I wanted to highlight a bunch of stories and, you know, bring them to the forefront and let people know it's not what the freaking news always says about bikers. It actually, the ideal of this show actually came up is because today I printed a story on Insane Throttle Biker News about, and I can't believe where the hell they get these reporters from, but anyway, it had to do with an article that said, was a real club behind the Sons of Anarchy? <laughs> Sorry. That's crazy. <laughs> where do they get these yuppie freaking scum from? I wonder what club it would have been. I, I don't know, man. You know, <laughs> last time I checked, you know, the clubs weren't serial killers and all that good stuff. And I don't think none, you know, sergeant at arms or enforcer slept with a tranny. 
No, no, no. None that I've heard of. That never made no sense no. since we are on the Sons of Anarchy subject, and I got to give it out there. Can you believe people are actually begging me to cover Sons of Anarchy? I can't believe it. It has to be them rubs or something that follow me. But they want to well, know why I don't cover Sons of Anarchy or Mayans like the other biker news sites. Because it's fake. <laughs> I, I'm I, just I, not into, you know, Gemma's hot. I get a blowjob off of Gemma in a heartbeat. Well, and I will have to admit, I do own a property of Jack's sweatshirt. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> she, she do Charlie Hunnam in a heartbeat, man. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> she probably do Jenna, too. But anyway. <laughs> well. It, it, it's just weird that people actually want a biker news site to cover something like this. And this article it went point by point. It brought up even the, the Waco incident and tried to freaking analyze, you know, compare the two. And I was like, "Where? What the hell is this? Insane." Do you? Do you? Oh, oh my God! It's like we're speechless. I'm you can't, speechless because people even actually want to hear that kind of stuff. You know, me, I'm out here talking about real issues and. What's affecting the biker community in here? They want to talk about Jax Teller. Well, you know, and what's there really much to say? Okay, dude's hot, but hey, you know, he's also refused to even be a part of the Mayans or any other. Well, you know, now uh, the first nine, he said he might come back. But the the Mayans, you know, if because people ask me, what do I uh, look at where I would fit in? Would it be Sons of Anarchy or the Mayans? It would be more like the Mayans because the where I grew up and stuff like that. Yeah, well, when we were watching the Mayans, we never even finished watching it because we actually got so bored. Oh, I got bored. What was it, the first episode? Second. Second Second episode. Second episode, we're both like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was like our only response. We're like, There's like we? no storyline behind it. And Kurt no. Sutter, man, what happened to him? See, the only thing I like of Kurt Sutter was The Bastard Executioner. I loved that movie. It only ran one season. And I was kind of surprised because our new theme is what? That game, uh, the, the game of Thrones? Game of Thrones! Jon Snow! Yeah, I like the little midget. <laughs> the little midget. I want to see him. I want to see him wrestle. You know, I always hey, like midget episode, wrestling. The episode I was just watching, they were talking about taking him as a slave. To sell his penis. What do you mean? You oh, shut up. I went ahead one episode. You know what? Every time we actually watch a series together, she always skips ahead of me. And Just she like, wonders why I go to the very end to see what happens. He's already skipped all the seasons of Game of Thrones and watched season eight. I'm on season five. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, that's really the only thing I'm into as far as Kurt Sutter is concerned. And Kurt, what a jerk you are, man. You really ruined the freaking biker lifestyle. Yeah, I know it's entertainment, but why'd you have to go so damn far, man? Couldn't you put any truce in it? And one of the shows or movies I really want everybody to see is by Charlie Brechtel, man. You'll see it in the end with his commercial and stuff on the outro. He actually makes a biker movie that's family-friendly. You can actually have your kids sit there and watch it with you. And that's the true nature of uh, what the biker life's about and what we're going to be talking about today. It sure the hell ain't uh, about gun running and all that crap. You know, if that's what it was about, I'd be pretty freaking rich. Yeah, what the hell? 
you in the wrong club? Maybe you should have been Sons of Anarchy. I'm telling you, man. Holy shit. But uh, our first story that we're going to talk about, you're actually going to see the video, is about a guy named John. He was a military vet. And he was he was dying of lung and brain cancer. Oh, and don't forget, he was a member of Abate. He was a member of Abate, and everybody knows that I support Abate 100%. I will be appearing at the Abate uh, Wolverine uh, Field Meet on June 9th and 10th. I'll be up that way. Uh, actually, uh, we're getting all the directions and stuff. I think we're meeting up in Lansing with uh, BD. So it's going to be a good uh, time up there. So I'll be up there, and I love Abate, love what you guys do, and love all the uh, different types of legislation that you fought for over the years, like the helmet laws. Me, I like wearing helmets. She's like, yeah. I said he looked like a giant penis. Yeah, I look like a big mushroom, but, you know, <laughs> if my head hits the ground, I don't care. I'm getting older now. She, She's like, what, you, you worried about the way you ride? No, I'm just older. I got grandkids. You know, I don't, my, I don't want my head freaking, you know, looking like mash in a casket if something happened. I think that's what it is. <laughs> you told me cremation and in your saddlebag. What the hell changed? Yeah, I do. I want, you know what? The way I want cremation, And though, wait, buried by the Rock, Rock River, too. Right. Well, you know, the way I want to be cremated is the way I seen in that Game of Thrones. I want to be put on the freaking big, all those logs and stuff like that in the backyard and just set me on fire. Fire pit! fire pit we got a fire pit game on <laughs> so that that's my wish Corey, light the wick yeah light the wick anyway and you do it too you know if i stub my toe she would tell him i want to pull get the plug the, pull the plug i don't want to live that way <laughs> that's the way she is great old lady who needs one right <laughs> but anyway john uh his last wish was to hear a bunch of harley davidson's and they put an SOS out on Facebook. It was just amazing. 200 people got together. Let's watch that real quick. And we'll come back and uh, me and Anna talk about it. And uh, we'll get your opinion. Don't forget, we are on all over the place. China Dow's actually working the Facebook group right now. That way I got my eyes going on what's going on here. And I'm watching you guys on YouTube. Uh, don't forget Motorcycle Madhouse Radio Podcast every Sunday at uh, 9 o'clock in the morning. Get a new one. We're on everywhere now. So uh, take a look at this real quick. That's the sound of a group of bikers gathered to grant a man his very last wish, to hear the roar of a motorcycle. Veteran John Stanley fought a long battle with lung and brain cancer and was sent home last week for hospice. Hundreds of motorcyclists have come out to pay this veteran and fellow biker respects. Local bikers heard about Stanley's love for biking and wanted to make sure his dream came true. More than 200 people drove towards Stanley's house together on motorcycles so he would hear and feel their engines. They even loaded Stanley into a sidecar, and his wife revved the engine for one last ride. Those who witnessed the moment say the feeling of being on a bike and part of a community made Stanley happy. Just hours later, Stanley passed away. But those who showed up for him that day say they were glad they could give him this experience, one that none of them will ever forget. That's pretty some amazing stuff, ain't it? 
200 bikers showed up within six hours of that Facebook uh, posting. They came from all over the place. To go to South Bend, Indiana. South Bend, Indiana. You know, that is just freaking amazing stuff that, uh, you know, the SOSs go out and the, the bikers are there right away. And that's something that you don't see in the media ever. They don't, you know... Inside Edition, that's who we just seen that uh, from, and, you know, they're a tabloid magazine, and then it's funny, you didn't see that uh, in the New York Times or the Los Angeles Times, you know, I guess it didn't have to do with shooting and all that kind of crap. And you didn't definitely didn't see something like that in the Chicago Trib. <laughs> the Chicago Tribune, yeah, that's the National Enquirer, but uh, it's just amazing, and that's the true face, I think, of what uh, being a biker is. Uh, I did that uh, video, the three things that you needed to be a considered a biker, and one was honor, loyalty, and commitment, and that's commitment right there to the lifestyle, when somebody you do not know and you just come out and you help the guy. And I can't believe they got 200 bikers in six hours. That's amazing. It is. It really is amazing. Uh, the next one uh, that we're going to be talking about, this is something that China Dow is really into. And that is uh, anything to do with kids. Tell us a little bit about that type of stuff. The bullying and all that good stuff. Anti-bullying. Mm. Let me tell you, I watched my son get bullied through fourth grade the whole year. Went through every teacher, went through every principal, went through you name it. We tried to deal with it, but they never did a thing. Well, it wasn't we because you were worried about me. Well, it was me. <laughs> I try not to get him involved when it comes with the school stuff unless it's dire. But my son went through the whole thing of fourth grade. I kind of lose my head. Yeah. When it comes to my kids, I lose my head. Last day of fourth, about the last week or two of fourth grade, what does my son do the day they're supposed to go on a field trip? He, it was the last straw. Mind you, my son was actually tiny compared to what he is now, Mr. Almost Six Foot. Uh, he was small. He was one of the smallest kids in the class. And this kid that was bullying him was twice his size. Well... This kid started picking on him two weeks to the end of the year, day of a field trip. So what does Corey do? Football tackles him and throat punches him. <laughs> he throat punches him. <laughs> I was all happy, man. You high-fived his ass. <laughs> because that was the first that I knew about it. <laughs> well, yeah, because I kind of hid it from you because I didn't want you going to the school because, you know, your temper. And well, what would have happened is I'd probably laid a kid over in my lap, spank his ass, and then go whoop the father's ass for doing that shit for not getting him bowed. But go ahead, most likely. But being that I got nowhere with the school and the school district and everybody in the school, they were all aware of what this kid was doing, and nobody did anything. So my son took it in his own hands. And ever since that day, my son has stood up for everybody that he knows who gets bullied. He does in high school. Well, now that he's six foot, then he's like a big football player. This he looks kid. like a damn linebacker. Right. And, you know, he's he was always there. He actually helped uh, one of your co-workers' kids. Yeah, he did. Yeah, she's got a bone, a bone disease, so she's a lot heavier than some. She's short. Really, she's only about five foot, and she's a pretty heavy, heavy girl. And she was being bullied by a boy at the school. And my son caught wind of it, 
And let's just say that kid has never said a word to her since. Yeah, Corey just goes up there and puts it uh, point blank. He just tell he just says as it is. Corey actually never laid a hand on the kid. He just used his words and his size scared the crap out of that kid. <laughs> the kid never bullied her again. Well, you know what I feel sorry about for today's kids is we grew up in the eighties. We didn't have this or. This internet stuff. And all the social media. We didn't have social media. Now these kids are brutal little brats. Oh, yeah, because now not only are they bullying you in person, they're bullying you via text message, via Messenger, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. So wherever you open your phone, whatever you open your phone to, you're getting bullied by someone. And the sad part of it is, is look at all the kids nowadays that actually have committed suicide because of bullying. How many kids at uh, the high schools committed suicide? About know? a dozen since Corey, since uh, probably since back when Brittany was there. That's only a couple years, so you know one thing you know I always say about the the suicide stuff is they're going through so much stuff that we would have never went through. But I think it's our responsibility too because we don't prepare them for life. I know. You know, when I was growing up and stuff like that, my father, it wasn't no freaking, you know, go to the corner shit. Your dad it, whooped your ass. Dude, he, he, it was bare knuckles, man. <laughs> now, see, in my house when I was growing up, my dad never laid a hand on us. It was the look. Any of you that have a father like that, you get the look. Whoa, you, I crawled under my bed and hid, but he would just lift the bed up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was you just the the parent that can just give you that look where it puts the fear of God in you. On his side of the tracks, you get his ass kicked. Right. Well, yeah. We, so that's why it always is hard for us as far as disciplining the kids because I'm the softy, he's the hard ass. Right. You know, I feel like <laughs> you know you you discipline them, you put a boot up that ass, and it just prepares them more for life than you know being sweethearts to them because that don't help anybody if you ask me. And it gives them more problems. You know, I know what the freaking schools and society say now, but that just don't work when it comes to life, I don't think. Oh my God, you yelled at your kid, I should call the cops. <laughs> or it's, I'm going to pick up the phone and call the cops. Or the kid will call the cops <laughs> on you. Eh, That's because what they're taught in school, and then we wonder why these kids can't handle life. But again, you know, on the other side, we have to look at it. They're dealing with issues that we would have never had to deal with. No, because when we were growing up, somebody had an issue with you, you just went and kicked their ass. (laughs) (laughs) But now, you you know, they would just, what, trip you in the hallway or knock your books out of your hand or stick your head in a freaking toilet and give you a swirly. But now, not only do they have those same things that we went through, as far as bullying, but now they're being bullied over all kinds of multiple social media, so you can't even get away from it. At no. least when we were growing up, when we went home, we didn't have to deal with the shit. Well, you know, another they can't thing even be that at home and feel safe because it's all over the place. Well, where I went in my high school ain't the best high school. Uh, well, you know, it was decent back then, you know, but we never had cops in the high school. They do now. And when you slap the shit out of anybody, it wasn't like you were going to jail or something. Now it's like they get battery charges just for a fight in the hallway. Yep. What kind of crap is that? What is that preparing them for? I, I really don't get it. But uh, one thing that uh, bikers do do is stick up for 
uh, the week. And I know a lot of bikers out there, shit, since I was a kid, man, you uh, talk to Arnett. You know, he had cerebral palsy. He went to school with us. And he used to get picked on. And a lot of us that are now bikers used to protect the kid. And <laughs> Corey's got that uh, little twinkle in his eye when he's get, he's around that Harley, by the way. Oh, uh, great. <laughs> so what, what we found in this video was the fact that it's bikers against bullying. Bikers against bullying. Let's take a look at that and we'll come back and talk about it and all that good stuff. But the bullying just wouldn't stop. So they wanted to try something different. That's when they got with the folks here at the Longhorn Harley-Davidson. They thought, what better way to send a message to those kids picking on him than to send him to school on the back of a Harley with about two dozen bikers to support him. Garrett Bear was a bit confused this morning when his dad got him in the car and told him to pull his beanie down over his eyes. But it made things that much sweeter when they reached their destination. Surprised. Bikers from all over North Texas were there waiting for him, ready to take him to school. Well, it's about making the kid a rock star. They're part of a network called Bikers Against Bullying. Their mission, to show kids like Garrett that a lot of people are in his corner and think he's pretty great, even if a handful of kids at school don't. When we first pulled up, it was it's heartwarming because these people care, even though they didn't know us from anything. After spending some time hanging out with Garrett and his family, they geared him up loaded him on the back of a motorcycle, and rolled out his own personal parade. Garrett's going to feel like he's on cloud nine. He's going to walk in with his chest high, pumped, ready for the day. Other kids are going to say, wow, I wish that was me riding those bikes and going to school. They're going to say, man, he must be a really cool kid. You know, I really, really hope this gets through to them that bullying is not okay. Though he's a man of few words. I thought it was cool. The look on Garrett's face said plenty. And if the ride to school wasn't cool enough, well, a different group of bikers went back to his school this afternoon and took him home. In Grand Prairie, Tim Ciesco, NBC5. What'd you think of that? <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? I wish I had that as a kid. They just pulled up and just dropped me off and stuff like that. That reminds me of that movie. You know, Okay, my all-time favorite movie. You wanted to know. Mask. With Cher. Rocky Dennis. Rocky Dennis. That is I love my, that movie. That is my all-time favorite movie. That's You know what? That's the closest I've really seen of a motorcycle club being depicted correctly. Yeah, they're not looked like the bad guys in there. Right. It's not about dealing this. Yeah, they're partying out in the woods, but that's what you used to do. So if you haven't seen it, you should watch oh it. Oh, my God. That is the best movie out there. You know, that's when Cher looked hot and she wasn't such a liberal dick. Um, Sam Elliott. <laughs> Sam Elliott. Woo! One of my favorite actors, Sam. I do him, too. Sorry. <laughs> I don't care. But, uh, you know, I, when he pulled up with Rocky... Uh, what was his Dozer. Dozer. He didn't say much. Didn't say no. But he didn't need to. Right. Big dude. And I think that's kind of like what, you know, a lot of people, they always are asking questions about MCs. Now, I love MCs to death, and I'm a big advocate of MC rights. But, like I talked in the previous video... Don't be something you're not. You know, if you want to be a biker, that don't mean you got to go out there and throw a patch on because not only does it hurt the MC scene when you're not ready for it, but it makes you look stupid. 
go and join something like one of these organizations like Bikers Against Bullying or uh, what else is there? Patri Patriot Guard, A-Beta course you want to join, MRF and stuff like that. Don't be something you're not, but you can actually really help somebody uh, with joining one of these organizations. That's a pretty cool organization. Don't forget Baca. Backa, we got a backa story coming up uh, after the commercial break. Bikers against child abuse. Right, uh, we got that coming up. We got an autism video coming up. Uh, some great stuff. So, what do you guys think so far of China Dow co-hosting Motorcycle Madhouse? You know, I figured again that I had to put somebody next to me, get some uh, you know entertainment value out of the videos. Uh, because just seeing my ugly mug, man, I, I, it'll bore me every day. But uh, I think she's doing a hell of a job. And, uh, you know, it gives the ladies, you know, because she has a group. What is it? Sisters of the Brotherhood, I think it is. The Sisterhood of the Brotherhood, yeah. Whatever. It's all about girls, <laughs> man. The men ain't allowed in there. I ain't even allowed in there. And I think that bullshit. But, uh, yeah, she has that group, so hopefully they get some more ladies' attention out there because a lot of radio shows, just nothing but swinging dicks on there, and uh, the Madhouse wants to be able to reach a whole different demographic as well. But uh, we ain't going to tone down who we are, though, so don't... Uh, just like your uh, Bikers of Brotherhood, I've seen a lot of chick pics. Oh, yeah. But, of course, I had to go on there today, and I posted a post. <laughs> <laughs> Wondering what would be that one thing you would like to do in your lifetime. And I've actually got a crap ton of responses from the bikers the bike and bikers and brotherhoods and in the sisters group. The judge is doing great with that. Brian's doing great with that uh group. So uh yeah, that's uh Bikers Against Bullies. You guys go out there and uh check them out and stuff, but let's take a quick uh commercial break real quick. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention please? Need your daily dose of biker news? Then what are you waiting for? Visit HarleyLiberty.com and keep up to date with all the happenings in the biker scene. And wait! There's more. Insane Throttle Biker News is now on Instagram. Come on over and give us a follow and get special video content not seen elsewhere on the net. Just type in Insane Throttle Biker News in the search bar. In your face, all over the place. We're online 24 7. 24/7. On 24-7, you need to get any of our podcast uh, episodes. <laughs> but the Instagram, we're really starting to get that up. You'll see uh, you know, daily you'll see videos, not daily, but you'll see video content you won't see here on YouTube, Facebook, uh, Breakers TV. You'll see the 10 minutes or under videos over on Instagram. That's special content. With that commercial, all you had to do is take your fate or your Instagram app and hit that, and you will be able to follow us. You'll also get a little weird pictures of uh, China Dow at uh, her place. She does a lot of weird stuff where she's always dancing, so you'll get your entertainment over there. But uh, uh, the next one that... Uh, you know the bikers really do and they contribute to is something very special to us and this we used to uh, see i used to own uh tattoo shops uh, i'd get one buy sell buy sell you know the buy sell routine 
But uh, when we were in Poplar Grove, there was a, a customer of mine, a uh, hardcore biker, and uh, his kid, uh, Ryan, had severe autism. Well, it ended up where he had a grand mal seizure, something else I can, you know, uh, relate to. But uh, he ended up passing away from that grand mal and ryan was what four or five years old six mm, about seven or eight seven or eight and he was the coolest kid man he used to come into the tattoo shop and talk to us all the time all the time he would be by you all the time then he'd come and screw with me all the time while i'm tattooing and he was just an awesome kid and autism is something that bikers are really really helpful with really helpful with yep. and i know that the the parents actually got a ride going for right every year every year for ryan yep. and they raised money for uh autism. autism and the house that uh was providing care and stuff i think he was in a special school or something he was and that's what they uh they donate all the money to the donate school. every single dime they ever made and i think the first year they raised what uh 10 to 15 grand yep yeah it was huge in this uh northern illinois area so yeah bikers have the biggest and that just goes to show you you got the bullying and now you got the autism bikers always protect the meek i say they do they make the meek feel strong right and that's one thing i the quality of that bikers have is just unbelievable. I don't think anyone else has those qualities. No. No, not at all. I mean, I grew up with two brothers. My brothers would give two shits when I was growing up if I was being bullied. They wouldn't have done nothing. Right. That's sad, too. That is. Your brother's a prick anyway. But uh, Which one? <laughs> her whole family won't talk to me. They haven't talked to me in, what, 25? five years or some shit like that 24 24 years hey yeah. i'm going for a record man uh that's just because i wouldn't put up with their prison they stopped talking to him the minute i found they found out i was pregnant with our daughter right yeah and she's 22 i should have blamed that on you she put a pinhole in that rubber man i did not <laughs> it was a trap man i tell you <laughs> i'm on the pill <laughs> well that's just like uh my son uh you know, I he turns redder than freaking red when he's around me and I talk about, I was like, dude, you better, you know, make sure you wrap that little rascal of yours, man. And he gets freaking redder than red, Corey Who does. are you fooling? He made me buy him a box of freaking flavored condoms. <laughs> he threw them in the cart. <laughs> I ain't got no, I ain't got no shame. I bought them. I don't care. Well, you know. We got sure kids you... coming to my work stealing condoms. I'd rather pay for them than watch them steal them. <laughs> right. <laughs> But, you know, the quality that you see out there in bikers, you got to admire. And I guess that's one of the reasons why I get all upset about the news articles, because it's always about the bad. And you really got to look. You got to Google the hell out of stuff where bikers are doing good, because the media just don't make money off of it. And I can give you an example and it's pretty sad, even with Insane Throttle or uh, the Motorcycle Madhouse, <laughs> when they're not shadow banning us or taking them down on us. Uh, we get more views and all that type of stuff when we talk about the outlaw stuff than we would, uh, say, this video where 
bikers are doing good and that's pretty sad because you want to look at the good that the scene's doing instead of all the bad well you know you want to be able to get both sides of the coin you want to see the good the bad and the ugly I've seen a lot of ugly bikers, by the way. <laughs> but you want to see, I personally would like to see more of the good than the bad because it gives bikers a bad name with all the negativity that the media throw out there. Right. And they're not bad guys. Mm. You know, I mean, we went to a big bike show back when our daughter was like two. And that was out at the Odium or mm. Rosemont or something. And we were walking around there and... You know, Everybody was great. They were all walking up to her, offering her free shit, and she was two years old. <laughs> and I was like, this is cool. And our daughter loved it. She loved all the attention that she was getting. Right, right. And, you know, that's, there's always that, uh, I like, the only meme I ever liked on Facebook was the one where the kid was holding the toy you mean phone. The meme? Yeah, the holding that toy phone up to the biker and says, if a three-year-old tells you to answer the phone, you better. Yes. You know. You know, bikers have families just like anybody else. They're normal, hardworking people. And this next video really tells you just how good bikers are. listening on uh, motorcycle madhouse radio you can actually see that segment over on our youtube platform but you can tell the the joy that all them bikers brought that mother you know the mother nailed it on the head i believe with bikers have big hearts right right they have you you see the way the you know the the optics the kids look at the bikers man that is the best feeling in the world and if i'm not mistaken there were some um from the actual if you watch the whole entire thing there were some kids and i believe even april who that they showed in the end of that clip there um they're usually very scared around loud noises because it depends on what part of the spectrum for the autism that these children are children and adults are in for autism and loud noises scare them mm -hmm. but she was so comfortable that it didn't phase her right and normally they said she would have been extremely frightened by all the noise well you know what what was it your sister's cousin uh you know before he passed away where that cowboy had and stuff like that i remember going over to her house and he was there he was all 
up on me and stuff. He was a pretty cool guy, man. The guy, uh, Colleen's. Oh, Anthony. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony was, uh, um, I believe, <laughs> Down syndrome and autistic. Mm-hmm. And he loved his cowboy hat and would wear it every family gathering. And he was hanging around him more than he was anyone else, wanting to talk about his tattoos and his motorcycle and mm-hmm. what kind of dogs you have, where do you live. I grew up with my uh, cousin Eric, who was severely autistic. Who's unfortunately her mother, his mother passed, and that was probably the hardest day was when that happened. Um, you know, got struck by lightning in her own backyard, and he wanted to climb into the casket at the funeral. Mm-hmm. So that was he was young, so it was hard, but he got through it, and he's a grown man now right right well you know what before we get off of this topic you know one that she freaking haunts me with every single time something like this comes up the autistic stuff is a chicago's bears helmet oh yeah oops (laughs) well i hate i I, i'm trying not to be All right, I'm going to have to ignore the being politically correct right now and be a little naughty with the terminology. So please, I apologize before I even go there. Well, let's just say this lady came into the tattoo shop. And this did happen, people. This really really did happen. Um, This lady came into the tattoo shop with her son, who was probably in his teens, and he was severely autistic. Well... She was get he, um, Hollywood here was giving her a tattoo of a Chicago Bears helmet because he, her son loved the Chicago Bears, diehard Bears fan. Guys, shut down. Well, lo and behold, Hollywood had a um, Chicago Bears helmet in the store. It was one of those construction ones. It was an awesome helmet. Yeah, it was on the wall. The kid liked it. The kid liked it. So, Hollywood gave him the helmet. And here's where the me being naughty in the PC, which, because I never like to use this word, but I will have to spit it out verbatim for what I said to him after the customer left. James, that, that whole damn shop erupted on me. James, you just gave a retard a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, for a month straight, this kid walked up and down the street near the tattoo shop wearing this helmet. And I didn't figure it out until after I did it. Because he had no clue that this child was autistic. And I gave the kid a helmet. Yeah. And I couldn't live this shit down forever. No, no, no. I still rub it in. Yeah, I'm sitting here tattooing the kids all up there. Hey, you know, like in the helmet. I said, well, take the damn thing and put it on. And everybody looks at me. They're all, they got these... Dumbass look on her. We're all. <laughs> you just gave him a helmet, you idiot. And he's like, why? What's wrong with that? Dude, he's mentally not right. <laughs> and this kid loved the helmet, man. He'd be walking down the street with this thing. He'd be saying, seeing it. I was like, hey, it was cool, man. But and um... every time he saw him, he had the helmet on and he's waving at him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, what the hell, man? <laughs> So, again, but being in a tattoo shop atmosphere, you know. <laughs> so I am against saying the the R word, but being that, yeah, that's just what happened. It was a dumb move on Hollywood's part. He did not think whatsoever. Gave a mentally mentally handicapped child a freaking helmet. At least he won't get hurt. 
<laughs> he's probably still wearing it. He probably is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Safety my first. <laughs> well, this next one is another thing that uh, really touches you. And there are a lot of groups out there that uh, do this for kids. Uh, Germany's group does this. Uh, uh, also, is a big one, and that is Bikers Against Child Abuse. And the child abuse thing is something that if you want to get people, hopefully all bikers like this, but I think anybody that abuses a kid should get freaking their intestines pulled out and go medieval on them, hang them in the town square. Yeah, I don't believe in it. Well, just like everybody's posting all over Facebook lately about the little boy named AJ, who was body, AJ, whose body was found in uh, Woodstock. Right. He was from Crystal Lake. Did you see what the inmates put out? The inmates over at the county jail put R.I.P. AJ. You know somebody's going to get after that cocksucker. Well, what, they're both in jail. You know, I don't know where it stands right now, so if any of y'all know, just please keep us informed. But, I mean, that kind of stuff... Sad. Sad. What kind of animal can do that to a kid? Especially their own kid. Uh, it don't matter if they're their own or somebody else's. Uh, what kind of animal and weak-minded person does something like that? I've been asking that far back That's as cowards. I can remember. It's you know what he, he deserves is a nice, you know, a nice five-foot broomstick shoved through his freaking anus that comes out their mouth and take it out and do it again, if you ask me. I can't say, you know what, that's one thing I can't, you can even ask her when it, even when I'm watching a movie and it has some kind of plot line that involves that kind of stuff, I won't watch the movie. He'll either shut it off or leave the room. Yeah, I won't do it because I, my blood boils when it comes to a kid getting hurt. You know, I got my kids, I got the grandbabies, I can, uh, medievals, what I say, medieval, screw their rights. You know what? The jury comes back. You're guilty. Take them out in town square and just disembowel them. That's well, what they deserve. Nowadays, when the inmates find out what some of these people have done when they come in, they take care of them before court even happens. Well, yeah. Well, you know what? But funny. except they're holding a lot of them in protective custody. Well, I used to take you down to Indiana. I got, you know, with Lucky and, you know, Pappy and all them guys. You know, I used to hear the stories about how they got at them. Oh, yeah. Oh, that ain't no joke. When you go to a max, man, it ain't no joke with these, uh, you know, rapists and these molesters, man. They'll get you, and that's deservedly so. You know, at least there's still honor among thieves, man. I remember Lucky, he's serving two life sentences right now, and he can give a hell. If he sees one, he'll cut their throat. That's just the way, you know what, they don't deserve any better than that. Nuh-uh. No uh -uh. child ever deserves that. No, uh-uh. You know, uh-uh. Okay, here's this one. They've got leather, skeletons, boots, and bikes. These bikers rolling through know that they're the roughest, toughest guys and gals on a motorcycle you'll see. Because they bike for a cause. I mean, we're not a gang. We don't even call ourselves a club. We are part of an, an organization that supports kids. The organization Bikers Against Child Abuse, or BACA, is filled with bikers who use their toughness to make it easier on kids who have to testify against those who abuse them in court. The kids will be afraid. We'll go to court with them and they're not afraid any longer. 
To get kids ready, Baca sets them up with a writer, tough clothes, and an even tougher name. We'll give them a little bit of a ride, but they're also given a, a vest with a road name. They pick their road name, they become part of our family. And like family, Baca sticks with them. When they go to court, we will go to court with them, and we will accompany them in the courtroom to, to empower them so they don't have to be afraid of the perpetrator or intimidated in the courtroom setting. So that in time, kids see it's really them who are the tough ones. What's Baca is all about? It's about helping these kids. When you see a child that appears to be happier, appears to, to be doing better because of what we've done, um, it's very satisfying. Dane Hawkins, KQ2 News. I love Baca, but I also love Germany. Uh, we've had her on the show, Rebels on a Mission. Uh, they do a lot in the Midwest as far as kids. They got an event coming up in August. I'm going to try to get up into that event. Uh, I got Sturgis coming up. I'm finding that about, and uh, I got Colorado, so I got to see if I had to fit that one in. But I love what Baca does, and I love what Rebel on a Mission does, and I love what all the bikers do for these kids. Could you imagine showing up with uh, this kid? And we actually had to deal with an incident like this when we owned uh, the Poplar Grove shop. The guy who was a manager of the freaking bar we found out, he got 40 freaking years for doing that stuff to, to his, his own to kid. To his own kid. How do you do that, man? Really, what kind of monster? And it wasn't even just physical abuse. It was sexual abuse. Yeah, it was. Uh, That's one of the reasons why we ended up leaving that location and coming back to South Beloit. Well, yeah, because they were putting, uh, what was that, uh, freaking where you can't go by the person, restraining order. Restraining order. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I got a picture of the old uh, shop with all the bikes lined up. Yeah, that, that yeah. But uh, I just think they're weak-minded people, and the bikers that are out there fighting for these kids, you guys are freaking awesome. This is one of those groups that, you know, if you don't have any kind of record or something, and you really want to do good, and you want to make a, you know, a difference, is something like Rebels on a Mission or Baca, or Baca, go join that. You know, again, you don't have to, if you're not ready for an MC or to go hang around or prospect period. There's so many organizations out there to join. Go join something that, that is means you, something that, to you. Yeah, means something to you. That's your personality. Don't be something you're not. Because I truly believe that's what's wrong with going on in the scene right now is people acting like something they're not. No, oh, that's for sure. <laughs> You don't have to be uh, in a one percenter MC club to show your shit. I mean, look at all these kids that are so impressionable and need somebody in their corner. And I think that's way more important. Not saying them one percenters or MCs are bad, because love you guys too. But these kids need somebody. They they need somebody to look up to. Some, right. They need somebody in their corner, someone to make them feel safe, especially in the situation where they have to go to court and face their... You know accuser. how scary that might be for a seven-year-old or a six-year-old to do? Oh, yeah. This way they feel comfortable, they feel protected, they feel safe, and it helps give them a voice and kind of makes it where they're fearless. Right. To be able to stand up to who they're, you know, accusing from what they did. And 
then to hear that, like with uh, Bikers Against Child Abuse and how they basically, these kids become a part of their family and basically five, ten years down the line, they're still a part of them. Mm-hmm. It's not something that happens just in that moment. They it's they stick with that kid, you know, and constantly check on them and see how they're doing. Ten years from now, hey, maybe ten or fifteen years later, they're going to join the club mm-hmm. and help other kids like that. With well, if you really look at it, it breaks the cycle because you know the statistics out there is if you're abused as a kid, a lot of them go on to abuse when they're adults. Another kid. Yes. So it breaks the cycle of violence and all that abuse. And that is all happening at the hands of uh, these biker groups. They're out there preventing that. They're breaking that the, the circle of violence. And that's something that's real admirable. Very, very. You know, they. I know BACA and I think Rebels too. They have it where it's, they got a psychologist, they got a whole team that works with these kids, and they do this for free. They don't ask for no money. Yeah, you give donations and stuff to help support the cause, but they're not out there doing it for the money. They're actually doing it to help these kids, and that's real important. That's very important. Right. They're not coming at you going, okay, 400 bucks, and we'll show up the day of court. Right. You know, they don't, that's not how they are. They mm. want to do this to help the kids and, like you said, break the cycle. Right. Well, after this uh, last commercial break, we're going to go into our new segment where we talk about uh, a story where we lost one of the brothers and sisters to a motorcycle accident. In your face, all over the place. We're online 24-7-24-7. You're listening to the hottest internet station. Hi, I'm James Hollywood Machikari, and my new book, The New Age of Biking and Brotherhood. In it, I address many issues facing the modern biker and motorcycle club member. The subjects covered are non-politically correct, and many issues are exposed that will rock the biker scene. I will expose some of those people who claim to be biker experts and others I expose for what they are doing to the scene for personal gain. This book is sure to light the internet ablaze. The exact reason why I chose to write this book in the first place. Hopefully in some small way this book will help people make some changes to the club scene before it's too late. Hot shit. Hot shit. Here it comes. And this news segment that we're going to be talking about is somebody that was lost in a motorcycle accident. Uh, This is something you will see a lot on the mainstream media, but it's only a couple lines. The next uh, video we have before China Doll has to go do her thing and I'll take your phone calls after that is, uh, I'm sure everybody's heard about this one. I think it was... uh, what was it? A vulture? That a vulture, vulture hit the right the rider's head. Hit him in the head. So, no helmets, by the way. No helmets. Take a look at this real quick. 
Police are blaming the deaths of a motorcycle-riding couple on a vulture. The Kansas Highway Patrol says that while the pair was riding on their motorcycle roughly 75 miles southwest of Wichita, a vulture came out of a ditch, striking 42-year-old Brandon Husband on the head. Authorities say this sent the motorcycle off the rural road, where the couple ran into a barbed wire fence, causing the bike to flip over. Police say that Husband died at the scene of the accident, while his 43-year-old wife Jennifer was later pronounced dead at the hospital. The Kansas Highway Patrol said neither of them were wearing a helmet. You always notice they have to say helmet. They weren't wearing a helmet. They always have to say that. Yeah. But, you know, me, I think wearing a helmet is a personal choice. I don't put it on anybody. Uh, Me, I wear them now. You know, I like the half lids. I'm actually looking at getting one of them German ones. I love them German chopper ones. But I got to get a full face because we're going to be doing some moto vlogging. Uh, we, we were going to go up to our grants, uh, or no, up to Oregon, but it kind of snowed. Yeah, that kind of screwed everything up it yesterday. screwed everything yep. up for our show today. Sorry. So we'll get, we will do it, though. We will do that. We'll get that uh, taken care of and stuff. But we want to send our condolences out to the family. It's always hard when uh, you lose somebody to a motorcycle accident. I know that personally. And, uh, you know, be careful out there, especially with the cagers. Definitely careful but and you get and you don't know when something's gonna come at you uh an animal crossing the road like this who would have thunk a vulture would have flown and hit someone in the head that i mean it's a fluke thing yeah but it is shit like that happens right you don't know be careful out there guys out on the streets. They also uh, slept in any open field that they could find. Um, Because of the fact, and we talked about this in the last episode, because of that outlaw racing concept, um, these guys, and some of them, instead of even going to the AMA event, ended up doing their own impromptu drag races right there in in the middle of town on the main streets. Uh, As I said, um, there was no like serious damage that was done anywhere i mean yeah there's probably a lot of bottles and cans i'm um, not cans because they only served beer and bottles back then but um, there was probably a lot of bottles laying around um, but the reality is this is that at no point in time was any of the was there any raping or there was nobody killed there was no destruction of ed, any major property no arson no looting none of the things that the articles kind of alluded to now the thing is is they, they talked about this this riot Okay, Um, here's the thing. If you have 4,000 people that arrive into a small town um, that don't live there, what you're saying is that for there to be a riot, you should have hundreds of people that are involved in in melee and fighting and and causing problems. When in fact, there was a total of uh, anywhere between 50 to 60 bikers that were actually injured during the entire weekend, and a lot of that were injuries that they had created themselves from, you know, falling off their bikes or, you know, being drunk, hitting things, you know, so on and so forth. It wasn't anything serious. However, the the San Francisco Chronicle uh, issued that, that one picture 
that is, you know, really the epitome of what Hollister was really, you know, supposed to be about, what they tried to portray it to be. There's also reports that if you look down into this picture here, that all those bottles that are laying all around that, that um, motorcycle there, well, first of all, this, the fat guy here is on a motorcycle, it's not even his, okay? That, that's problem number one. Number two is, there's reports, and I'm going to put the link in right down here so you guys can read the articles in case you're uh, interested, is there, there's people that have stated numerous times, you know, these are people that lived there, okay, in this town, that said that they, this guy went in, not the fat guy on the bike, but the reporter went in, grabbed up as many bottles as he could and laid them out around this motorcycle and took a picture of this clown who was drunk on the motorcycle. So this is this is the picture that that really sets the whole tone for the way Hollister uh, was in 1947, and it actually wasn't. It was a staged photograph, um, as we've already stated. Um, what the what was portrayed as far as a riot or as far as any major violence or a takeover of a town was concerned was a complete farce. Um, yes. There was 4,000 bikers that showed up. Yes, they drank a lot and they had fun. But at no point in time did anyone seriously get injured. Nobody died. Nobody purposely destroyed any type of property. You know, it, it was something that the mainstream media at the point in time wanted to have a story. And this is what they went with. So what does this do for us as far as the, the, the world in which we live in now, right? What it's all about is the fact that um, this event is what really started the whole thing with the media being uh, in our face and putting names on us and, and making people believe, when I say people, I mean the general public, making the general public believe that we are something much worse as a group of people than we actually are. And for some reason, this kind of thing has stuck in our uh, society since 1947. Now, let's think about this for a minute, because we've talked about this before. It only sticks to certain groups for some reason. Um, bikers have this negative moniker that we have to live with because of the fact of, you know, it's continued since 1947 with uh, throwing us into the mix of, of being criminals and so on. Um, but here's the thing. Um, since I was a little guy, uh, the church has been in the, the paper numerous times because they do filthy things to kids. But yet, there are so many devout Christians and Catholics that are out there that they overlook that. So, if me being in a motorcycle club, you know, a member of the club that I'm in, uh, does something that is less than savory, so to say, for some reason, my entire group is is called out because of the actions of one person but here we are whatever church it is doesn't really matter i'm not a religious person so i'm not calling anyone out specifically but what i'm saying is is that there, this is a, a an area where we continue to allow our children to be involved with these uh people and they continually um, end up in the in the news for doing filthy things to kids but yet good to have a um a belief system, right? It's it's good to have faith. But meanwhile, there's people in your faith that are violating your trust. Okay. 
let's take it another step further and it's you know nothing personal against law enforcement because i really don't give a shit in either way shape or form but the reality is this is um there's quite a lot of police officers as a matter of fact erlacher keeps coming up um that uh they they have violated some policies and regulations now you know, having a few beers on the the company dime, so to say, for taxpayers. Yeah, it's not great, but it's not a serious, serious situation. But we do know that there are quite a few police officers out there in our country that have done some pretty foul things uh, to include rape, um, stalking, uh, theft, drug dealing, gun running. Let's just stop it there. Okay. But yet at the same time, we continue to look at law enforcement. Well, maybe not in the biker community, but you know, other communities do. They look at law office, law officers as as people that are supposed to protect them and and keep them safe from things. But meanwhile, we don't point at uh, police officers around the country and say, no, no, you guys are you're all gang members, you're all garbage, and you're all criminals, because somebody in your organization did something that they weren't supposed to do. Uh, Hollywood, thank you very much again, and you have yourself a great night. It's Hollywood Final Thoughts, that part of the show where Hollywood gives his thoughts on the subjects that were discussed during the show. Are we ready? It was awesome having China Doll as a co-host on the Madhouse, wasn't it? Make sure to let us know how she did by leaving a comment in the discussion thread. So, on the recap of today's show, I first want to thank everyone for sharing the show and making the comeback of Motorcycle Madhouse Radio a huge success. Switching the hosting platforms took a little longer than we thought it would, but we were finally able to get everything dialed in and remastered as well. Motorcycle Madhouse, I'm proud to say, is on over 30 different platforms worldwide, and the success of the show is more amazing than I could ever wish for. Mondays and Saturdays live show, oh my god, on YouTube, Facebook, all those platforms is just killing it. And it's brought more people from all over the world to the madhouse, and as good time Charlie would say, motorcyclism. Which is great for everyone who enjoys the lifestyle. Now, on today's show, we focused on the real face of bikers. Not the reputation the media likes feeding the general public, but the true nature of what bikers are really about. Charity and caring for fellow members of not only the lifestyle, but the community as a whole. Sure, we bikers step on our dicks sometimes, but 99% of the time, bikers care for others before they do themselves. This quality makes bikers unique from the rest of the citizens of this country. Many of those who are bikers are veterans, fathers, sons, daughters, and wives. Many go to work hard and pay taxes, just like any other citizen of this country. Bikers might party hard at times, but you could always bank on the fact that they will be there when you need them. This is a true face of the biker lifestyle. Not some fantasy group out of charming California. Not no highlight reel from the 5 o'clock news. Hoping to get more subscribers by showing all the violence. The biker embodies what it is to be a true American. 
someone who loves their country and strives for the same American dream as everyone else. Hopefully today's show we were able to bring you a tiny bit of what the biker life is about. Hopefully you will be able to take those examples and show the world that the bikers ain't some group out of charming California. Until next Sunday, on behalf of myself, China Now, and staff of Insane Throttle Biker News, keep that throttle cracked wide open and be safe out there. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Motorcycle Madhouse. Don't forget to go over to Insane Throttle's new YouTube channel and also get your daily dose of biker news every morning at HarleyLiberty.com. If you haven't done so already, go like the new Motorcycle Madhouse Facebook page. And until next week, I'm James Hollywood Machikari. And remember, keep that throttle cracked wide open.